What's up, everyone? Welcome into More Important Issues. More Important Issues is brought to you by our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, Billy Ratliff's Tap 40 Grill, and Blue Water Climate Control. And here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that. Tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! What is up, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of More Important Issues. It is Sunday, August 15th. I am getting really, really in the groove of football season. It's nice to have preseason, kind of get to ease your way in. And uh, just, you know, I don't I don't go four quarters. I You know, I don't watch all four quarters. I got to get my mind prepped. Um, I don't do any pregame activities. You know, I don't want to rush into it get any any nagging injuries early on in the season um don't want anything clouding the mindset before actual season begins but easing into it easing into it um and like the fans i appreciated the fans at the chargers game they weren't throwing haymakers it's preseason for them too just a couple jabs to get back into the regular season things it's, it's been it's been a good preseason so far was it was it the same? Was it Rams fans fighting Rams fans sorry not chargers fans it was Rams versus Rams yeah it was friendly fire Mm, but, uh, hey, you know, it, they don't want to – eventually you don't want to be hitting people in the same jersey as you, right? But uh, it, it's part of preseason. You, you hit the guys, you know, it, the same people in the locker room. Um, you're just mixing it up with the guys and get some camaraderie going before uh, – at, at some point you want to hit the guys across, you know, across the line from you. But Yeah, it's preseason. preseason. Yeah, you're, you're facing a different team now. Like yep. – Practicing against yourself is kind of over. I mean, hey, I guess you got to continue to practice against yourself, <laughs> but yeah. Hey, but credit to them. They they weren't throwing any. There weren't any haymakers there. They were. It was just jabs. Sorry, Chris. You're right. It was Rams versus Rams. For forgive me if I'm just now noticing this, but are we not doing rit did did to do anymore? You know, I dropped it accidentally, and now I'm just kind of. I'll bring it back. Uh, now I mean, I'm, I, I that was the first time I've noticed it. So have you done it like the past couple episodes? <laughs> well, and it, it, it's set, you know, and it's it's second nature. So I don't even know when I'm doing it. it okay, <laughs> yeah, it makes it, sense. It, muscle so, memory. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, it is in the air. I, I'll say this though: I, I played golf the last two days, and it has been so hot. I'm not. Oh, it's been miserable. I'm not looking forward to noon games uh, here in the first couple weeks. 
Yeah, my wife keeps saying, God, I hate games in September. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't she like the I love heat? Isn't that her whole shtick? She's from Florida, but yeah, no, she's not. She's not a fan of sitting in the sun and baking at something she doesn't really care about. She doesn't care about it as much as I do. But, but my argument though is like, if you like the heat, you like the heat. You can't like it, you can't exclusively be like because I I feel people are like this where it's like I like the I like the pool. You can't do that. Like I love winter. I love everything about winter. Well, like she's she's cold. also said like this week, like these past couple of days, like I want to go to the pool, but it's too hot to go to the pool. See, that's the problem with heat. That's the problem. So it's there is there are some games that those noon games. Um, you know, I specifically remember the Ohio game a couple of years ago. That, that one was just bad, miserable. Florida in sixteen and Ohio in sixteen. I, I legitimately thought I was going to die. Yeah, that that one was rough too. But at least like there was a good product on the field. Yes. Um, after those first two quarters, that it you know it was also made like it a, a lot better. Florida was like a 4 p.m. game too, so or yeah. Maybe, so at the at the end, been a it night was game, but yeah, bit. yeah. So you you did get the back end of it, and, and and I'll say this: like as much as like yeah, it'll be hot. I'll be happy to be in. It, it's kind of like I like sitting by the you know the pool people. I am that sense. Like I'll just enjoy Neyland. Yeah, just enjoy Neyland. I'm excited for it. We're 18 days away um, from kickoff. It is a Brian Mauer days away. Brian Mauer days away. Um, <laughs> it's a Thursday night game. Um, I may may have um, doesn't look like any of the Mitchells will be in in our seats for that Thursday night game. Work, kids, you know how life goes. I don't have kids. Don't misinterpret that. My brothers have children, um, so maybe doing a maybe maybe have a ticket giveaway. Re- reach out to me if you're interested. I'm waiting to hear back from some people. But if you're interested, uh, I, I mean, I'd love for anybody to get to go. Whether you're just going to enjoy the game, maybe taking a family member or a kid to the to their first game, um, just let me know. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, I think we lost Landon. We'll see if we can get him back, or maybe you all lost me. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, but we uh, we are going to talk, see if we can get Landon back. I think we just got him back. We are going to talk about the position preview, uh, continue that. We've got our linebackers this time around, a pretty thin group. We'll, we'll dig into that. Talk about some of the players that, that have had a good fall camp. Um, as well as we mentioned, football being back. Welcome back, Landon. Football being back in Neyland. Walter Nolan was in Neyland, and um, he solidified his top three. And we'll discuss all the the updated Walter Nolan out of Pow, Tennessee. Yeah. Now uh, we'll talk so, about those updates. I am back, Terry. My Roomba got a uh, got a hold of my cord and ripped <laughs> it out. So um, that's awesome. We're back. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Damn it, Terry. Back. We've got balls in the NFL as well, and Nashville just had an amazing goal. Or that was a replay. I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, the um, so Josh Palmer knew he's at the Chargers. I had you know I, I just didn't think about it. Turned on the that preseason game last night just to you know have football on, and Josh Palmer gets the first catch of the game. Yeah, yeah, two pretty. I guess three receivers who had a pretty good game. And last yep. night, pretty young guys. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate when you look at uh, those three <laughs> were uh, on that same team in 2019 and just uh, – and I guess they won a bowl game, but whatever. Right. Can you see the lights flickering on my face by chance? 
I don't think so. Okay, so Nashville must have those LED lights, like Bama and Georgia. Okay, and that was—I mean, I that hurt my eyes. Welcome that was to the fun. show. That was not fun. Um, definitely not not loving that. I'm out on those Nashville. Uh, we've also we got our que- if you got any more questions, drop them in the chat. We've just got what if you're like what if you like fans have right now epilepsy? Like what? If- I, I've I've got to think that's dangerous to the epilep- epileptic community. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know like what percentage in that stadium will be epileptic, but, but uh, Justin like just, so all pretty much all NFL stadiums have that now. Like, what about someone like Justin Fields? Like, he's not the only epileptic in the NFL. Is that the right, right. word? <laughs> yeah, that's super. I don't know. Are are there epileptic safe lights? I was about to ask, like maybe because I know they are LED lights. I don't know if that is different and how. Man, but I got they think, are. Stance is crazy, right? I don't. I don't know anything about it, really. Honestly, um, <coughs> I, I just know that. I. I mean, the change, drastic changing of the lights. I know can affect it. It sounds like a recipe know. for disaster. It does. I shouldn't even say I know, though, because I, I'm only assuming based on the little knowledge I've acquired over my dumb life. So none of that is promising what I've just said. Right. <laughs> you have. What's the quote in Billy Madison? Um, I give you no points and make God have mercy on your that's a, And that's essentially the gist of the show. I have no idea what I'm saying. I just say it. And I, uh, in the span of an hour and a half, some some things are bound to stick. Like I'm I'm bound to get something right. Something's got to be right. Yeah. In the ballpark. So that's that's the that's why we do it for so long. Yeah. Um, let's get started with the, the linebackers. This is a position. I mean, speaking of God, I have no idea what's about to happen. Or <laughs> I mean, like seriously, like. What the crap? Um, I mean, this is a very, very thin position group. Um, you did get the, in my opinion, probably probably your biggest transfer. I guess that could, you know, depending on quarterback situation, could change. Um, but I got to think the biggest transfer is at this position. Um, not only an, an experienced guy, but also, a, um, you know, a proven guy in Juwan Mitchell. And so that that's, I would say that is, as of right now, that is the biggest transfer, I think, on this team. Yeah, and this group looks a lot different than it did in the spring. Um, you had guys that were suspended with Aaron Beasley um, and Aaron Willis. You had guys that, um, you know, left the program, obviously, so they weren't available. Henry Toto, Kavaris Crouch, Kevon Bennett, DeAndre Johnson. And, uh, and and then you have guys that were uh, injured as well, Jeremy Banks, Roman Harrison. So it's kind of like Morvin Joseph, Sloan Page, um, were like the only two available linebackers, um, inside linebackers, I guess, outside linebackers and or edge guys. I know it's kind of a weird, um, hybrid thing, and I, I think guys are going to play multiple positions in this defense, but yeah, it looks a whole lot different than it did, um, in the spring. You get guys healthy, you get guys back from suspension, you get some uh transfers in Juwan Mitchell and William Mohan, and uh, so we'll see. But again, like like you said, like it, it's probably the biggest question mark on this team going into the season. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I think that's definitely the. I mean, other than quarterback, that's the. But I also, and, and I know I'm probably it's probably like the Vol fan in me that gets incredibly like hopeful. I do I do feel better about the talent this year at quarterback than last year, just because we kind of knew the inevitable. Um, so I think that make, but I mean, quarterback's obviously the biggest question, just because of the position it is. Right. Linebacker is, I think the I think the question about linebacker is just like, 
how thin this group is in terms of guys that have put in quality reps. And it's a position group that you need five guys to be pretty solid um, in the course of a game for you. Otherwise, you're losing a lot. Um, and, you know, does Tennessee have five guys? I don't know if they have three or four right now that are going to give you, you know, 70, 80 snaps. I mean, I don't even know how many offensive snaps teams are getting nowadays. It's been so insane. Wasn't that a thing, like, coaches were proud of last year? Like, we you know, Butch Jones was always like, well, we got this many offensive snaps. Well, I, how many touchdowns did he score? That's the question. Yeah. Um, but, so, I mean, there's just so many. You, you're on the field so much, especially when you can't get stops or can't get turnovers. Um, so, you, you do need that group of guys. I, like I said, I, I do have uh, faith in Jawan Mitchell. I think um, I think Roman Harrison has gotten a lot of kind of hype in this offseason. Um, he's he's a guy that should be expected to give you a ton of snaps, whether he's a starter, you know, maybe, maybe not, but he, he's going to be expected to give you a lot of snaps. I, th- I think people are um, going to be expecting a lot of out of Aaron Beasley, depending on kind of where – how he fits into. Also, in a big question on this team or on this this – roster in general like what even is your what's a linebacker yeah (laughs) that's just a question in football right now you know what's your sense like are we gonna see a primarily three four four three we mentioned it's probably gonna kind of you know um almost went soccer formation it's almost gonna probably look like a you know a nickel at all times Mm -hmm. so it's i mean that's kind of up in the air too not just who's going to play linebacker, but like, what is your linebacker group going to look like? Yeah. And you'll obviously have different packages for different stuff um, where you want to bring more edge rushers than, you know, have defensive tackles on the field. So maybe some of those guys, some of those guys play a role. You mentioned Roman Harrison. He could probably fit that mold. I know he's played some inside linebacker in um, this spring and, and some this fall, but he's also a guy that can come off the edge as well and, you know, made a name for himself in camp already by doing that. I was going to say that's – we kind of talked about this with Cade Mays. He's probably best as an edge rusher, but they may need to play him at inside linebacker for the sake of the team. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he kind of – I mean, he he's probably truly an edge rusher, and he did well. He had flashes of Tom's uh, last season of being a, a pretty good edge rusher. Yeah, and and he's been you know an edge rusher since he's been here. But even in high school, he played defensive tackle, you know, like he played <laughs> nose guard. So um, it's not like any of those two positions that he's at now is um, you know what he's played his whole life. Right. So yeah, you have that. You also have Tyler Barron. What is he? Is he considered an outside linebacker, defensive end? Um, I, I think he's what probably is a linebacker. A, right. <laughs> we have no clue. Um, but he's listed, I, I think, as an outside linebacker slash mm-hmm. defensive end. I, I think he'll be probably on the line the majority of the time. And then uh, and Byron, the ground, baby. Byron Young is probably the biggest addition to the linebacking room or defensive end room, whatever. Again, what is a linebacker? <laughs> um, you know, he, he's made a name for himself in camp and just looks like a freak athlete. And, and what a story he's had from a – what a dollar general manager – um, and then tries and, out for a junior college team. And he was the one that was like – they pretty much came to the Dollar General to get him to try out, right? Yeah, For I the think junior so. college. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, you need to play football. It's like yeah. seeing the seven-footer, uh, you know, everyone's like, do you play basketball? Situ- same situation. Right. You need to play football. 
Um, that, that I kind of forgot about Byron Young in that sense. Like, I mean, I think he's definitely got the size to, to help that defensive line. And um, I, I know Ryan mentioned this, Ryan Shumpert, when he was on the show, that was uh, last Sunday, I believe. My days are getting mixed up here. Um, he talked about how this the Tennessee front is actually looking like a pretty strong group, and I'm sure Rodney Garner has a ton to do with that. But, you know, I mean, that that's going to obviously help your linebackers out a lot. Now, again, we're getting into what's a linebacker and a defensive end. But, I mean, how much does that help, you know, a, a group that's struggling in pass coverage if you actually have pressure on the quarterback? If you're getting the help from Tyler Barron, Byron Young, whoever it may be, actually providing you help when you're defending the pass. Yeah, and DeAndre Johnson, Gavon Bennett, you know, their stats look like they had, you know, got to the quarterback pretty consistently all year, but the reality, it was in in spurts. It was, you know, one game here, one game there. Um, It it wasn't the entirety of the season. I think Tennessee's linebackers paid the price for them not being consistent all all year long. Um, And and those two, Henry T. and and Kavaris Crouch, just got abused in in the past. Um, Just like this – Secondary did too. It wasn't right. just them, but um, right. you know, the defending a slant, you know, that's that's coming. That, that's a basic route in football. That, that's one of the easiest routes to throw. So if if you can't cover that, somebody's going to make a living off that. Yeah, and, I'll, and and that's a big that's a big job for the linebackers. I mean, that ball's coming right in your territory, and, and obviously, you know, the corners can help with that and making releases, you know, more difficult, more challenging, but. Um, a lot of that is, is your is your linebackers and how they can defend the slant. Um, how why do more teams not run slants more often? Why did it feel like Alabama was the only team that consistently ran slants? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I guess you have to be pretty balanced because, uh, like, if they're thinking it's going to be pass the entire time, yeah, that wide receiver is probably getting earholed quite a bit. <laughs> um, but when you have a guy like Najee Harris running the football, That's fair. You gotta be. A, you gotta respect the the it, middle of the yeah. field a little bit more. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair point. It, it and you like, gotta you gotta be able to complete. If you complete one, I think it it helps yourself out. If if you can't complete it, then who's gonna respect it? Yeah, yeah. Um, completing passes is crucial to the sport. <laughs> I don't know if Tennessee knew that last year, but it is. Um, and it, you know, I. I don't want to stray too far away from linebackers. You know, I don't want to talk about the offensive side of the ball necessarily, but I think, you know, this is an important for um, for Tennessee. I mean, yeah, slants are a pretty simple and easy route for offenses to run, but it's also a pretty easy route to jump on. Mm-hmm. Now, whether yep. you're able to force a turnover from it or not, that's the different story. But you talked about if, you know, offenses can really start to catch defenses out of balance if they can complete a slant. Well, how much can – how much easier does it make it for defenses to start defending if they can break up those first couple slants? Yeah. You, I mean, you got to have the ability to jump one every now and then to show that you can defend it. Um, but also a slant route is – it's weird too because there's so many windows that you can just drop that. It's not like they have to throw it three steps and it's coming. I mean, that's the majority of one, but it can you also the, be a deeper slant where, yeah. you know, they can – if that linebacker tries to jump it, they can go right – pass them. all right now, now we're talking line. drag routes landing <laughs> yeah deep five, uh, a five step slant instead of a three step slant i'm gonna tell you right now a slant is the scariest ball to catch in the world it is yeah it is a scary ball to catch 
Maybe not against Tennessee's defense last year. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that scary. Especially in, like inside is. Um, outside isn't as bad, but yeah, even, when you, especially when, you, when you're you're 180 pounds catching a, a pass where you know a guy's 220. Even when you come out of that three step, if that linebacker was on it, he's in your face. See ya. Yeah, so it, it can be a little scary. Um, but yeah, I mean Alabama made it look very very simple. I I wish every team every team would. Um, Joe Burrow, when he was at LSU, that offense made slants look pretty simple too. Um, I, I do think there's a you know a couple another guy I want to mention because I I think you've mentioned how he looked good or you expect him to take a step. Bryson Eason does he take yeah, a step? This year? I mean, he's probably one of those other guys that's you know defensive end uh, more than an outside linebacker kind of on the line guy. I mean, he's pushing 300 pounds. <laughs> um, I think he was 300 at one point while he was on campus. I think he's down a little bit from that. But, uh, you know, thanks to Rodney Garner. But, yeah, he's a guy that that's that's a massive individual and, and some guy that, you know, I don't know if he's a starter. Um, right. He's probably, you know, a depth guy. But, uh, yeah, I think he can come in and give you quality um, reps, you know, when, when you need it. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I-, I hope so. And it goes back into that depth portion where, like, depth is – it's always been important at the linebacker position, but even more so with how many snaps teams are um, getting off per game. Uh, I'm and- way less concerned with our edge rushing depth than I am at middle linebacker. Middle linebacker is where I'm just like, Ugh. I see what you're saying, but you mentioned it last year, how, like, sure, the stats looked okay, but when you really went and watched games – that wasn't really telling the whole story. And so, like, there's just so many questions at edge rusher. There's guys there, but who's going to actually get to the quarterback? Who's going to – I mean, we talked about how running backs can't be expected to make break tackles in the backfield. Well, when's Tennessee going to force a running back to be really good at breaking tackles in the backfield? It, they haven't really had that in the last couple of seasons. And, it, I mean, that's going to make your linebacker group look bad when – they're not meeting anybody until they're at least, in, you know, at minimum in the hole. That that makes a running back's job really, really easy. So who's going to bring that pressure and force running backs to be really good? Because that does help your inside backers a lot. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, how, how many tackles for loss did our linebackers have last year? Probably not many at all. <laughs> I mean, and a lot of them probably are in Tuscaloosa now. Right, and, and I think that a lot of that has to do with your defensive line. If they're not getting any push up front – they're already through the line of scrimmage before a linebacker even has time to get to them. Yeah, it definitely makes the job hard. It's a, it's a very much so a group effort um, for just one guy's name to be at the, attached to the tackle uh, or be credited with the tackle, I guess is the way to say that. So um, it, it's it's going to take a – this team's going need to need to take a pretty big jump. It's, it's good to hear that maybe they're um, showing themselves to, to be – improved under Rodney Garner so far. They, they got some credit in that last scrimmage. Uh, I know a lot of people were fearful of what that meant for the offense, um, but I definitely think it's probably a little bit of both. I, I am kind of curious, too, to um, – I know this strays from linebackers into just kind of overall defense, but what is – I mean, what's the play calling going to look like? Did, yeah, sure, Tim Banks has been around, and, he, you know, he's got experience, plenty of experience coaching football and, and, and um, you know, with defensive backs, but he's not been a play caller. And mm-hmm. so I think how that fits in for the defense is definitely going to be – that's another question. And can he set these linebackers up um, to be successful? It's the same thing offensively when you talk about trying to get teams off balance and, um, you know, how you're, how you're blitzing and what those coverages look like to try and help 
your group out to try to gain an edge on the offense. I think play play, play calling is just as big of a question mark as a linebacker group. No, I agree. Um, and and no, I, knock, no knock on Tim Beck. It's no knock. He's just not done it. It's a question. Right. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's a good question because, um, like you said, you haven't seen it from him. I think it's something that you have you have to be similar to the offense that you run. You have to take shots. You have to mm-hmm. use that athleticism. I think at linebacker, I think we have a ton of athleticism. I mean, especially like guys that can come off the edge, Roman Harrison, um, you know, Jeremy Banks, Morvin Joseph, Tyler right. Barron, Byron Young. There's a ton of athleticism. So I think you got to take some shots. You you got to bring a a corner, a nickel, you, you know, you're going to have to dial up some some blitzes to get to the quarterback because I don't know if there is, you know, I don't know if there is a ton of erasers on this defense. And two, like, can't – I mean, aren't you just a little more ha- – not happy. Happy is not the right word. Aren't you a little more content – content may not even be the right word – with getting beat when you're trying to go and make plays rather than guys like busted coverages? Yeah. Like – if, if we get beat on a side because we sent, you know, a, a corner blitz or, um, you know, we get beat up up the middle because your linebacker was trying to make a play in the backfield, like aren't you a little more understanding of those rather than just getting like flat out beat? Like that's the that's the part that you get really frustrated when it's like it seems like maybe they were there to make plays and couldn't. Um, or you just are never taking chances at, you know, trying to get the get the ball back and, and you're still getting beat over and over. So just like, yeah, I mean, taking chances, I think, is going to be a big, big storyline for this team. I, I hate to get ahead in the program here. Someone asked, like, what's the appropriate waiting time for Josh Heupel? I, I don't think that's a – I don't think that should ever be a predetermined amount. If this team comes out and looks like the team they had last year in, in the sense of, like, they didn't even look like they wanted to compete a lot of the season – um, body language wise, I don't know what the true story was, but if that's what it looks like again, like then Josh Eiple's probably not the guy. Um, I know it takes more than a couple months, more than a season, uh, to set a culture in place, but if this team doesn't isn't taking chances, isn't going out and competing, then I think that says a lot about what this coaching staff like where their ceiling's at. And that's not me like, oh, if they look flat footed against Bowling Green, go fire the guy. That's not what I'm saying. I just go take chances on both sides of the ball. Go try and get the ball back. Go try and get pressure on the quarterback. Use the athleticism that you have. You may not have a big group of just flat-out footballers. I don't know. What What's the Joe uh, guy from Last Chance You? What was his name? Um, gosh. I don't, Joe something. Joe something. Well, go Joe something. They had a great quote when it comes to, I think, like athletics. All these dudes are football players. There's a lot of football players on this team. But are there any hoopers? That's what we need to find out. Well, give them chances to go be hoopers. Uh, what would Joe be Hampton. Good, Joe Hampton. What would be a good term for like a the hooper version of a football player? I mean, like we got a ball, like a ball, like a baller can mean that too. That's what Joe Hampton said. He said, "There's a lot of ballers out there." He's like, "But only some people are hoopers." Mm. He's like, "I'm a hooper. We need hoopers." A gamer? I don't. I guess uh, I don't know, but I. It's just give them a chance to set themselves apart. Don't. Like quit! Don't let the game come to the linebackers. Let the linebackers go go be the game. I guess I don't know how to say that. Yeah, and I think if you're flying around, um, you know, Deshaun Rucker mentioned this in his uh, press conference when he met with the media. But he was just like, you know, I'm a freshman. I make a lot of mistakes, but you know, one thing I can do is fly around and, and play fast. Absolutely, that that should be your whole defense. If you're your just, like. 
yeah, like your job is to stop the other team, but you might not have the talent that they have on offense, then may you, you got to take your chance to jump a route. If they double move you, they double – like then you go like you run them down and prevent them from scoring. Listen, I, Josh, I believe in said it. I, th- I can't remember who he's talking about. Or penalty. You knock them plumb out of bounds. I can't remember who uh, who he was talking to, but he was like, hey, we're going to make mistakes today. He's like, but we just got to go play. Like, we just got to go play. That's the mentality you should have. You should have the Ruckerman. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make mistakes, but I'm gonna be out there playing. Yeah. So there you go. I'm a I am excited. I'm very the one player I'm really excited for, and it has nothing to do with his last name, believe me, but I am excited for Jawan Mitchell. I think you get a big name. <laughs> okay, it has everything to do with his last name. How do I get it? NIL, I should be able to like I was so jealous when Jesse got to buy, which I guess he had to wait until I don't know how I don't know how exactly they got it because they don't sell players their names on the back. I guess he had to get it custom made, but it also made it didn't look like he had his own. You know the people that buy their own jerseys. I don't want that. I want to buy a Mitchell. Is he twenty ten? He's even better. I want a number ten Mitchell jersey. Ten. Yeah, I, you can make that happen. You're the jersey guy. You can make that happen for me. I could probably make that happen. I need two jerseys um, this year. I need two jerseys. There, there's one jersey I want, and it's very similar to that, but nothing like it at all. Um, <laughs> It's a uh, Josh Lambo, the okay, kicker oh my, for the Jags. Yeah, no, you do need the Lambo jersey. That's he's a, he's got a good number too. He's like number four, isn't he? Yeah, something like that. Two, four, yeah, something. It's good. It's, it's a good number. It's yeah. a good number. Yeah, um, I I want that jersey. I don't really want a Jaguar jersey, but to have Lambo on the back, I mean, that black Jaguars jersey. That I don't know if they still use it, but a couple of years ago, that's a good looking jersey. Mm-hmm. I also love their teal ones. I don't know if they wear those anymore. They wore the black ones the other night, didn't they? Wasn't Tebow yeah, flail? Wasn't Tebow flailing yeah. around in the black jersey? Good God, <laughs> he looked horrible. I mean, I love the comment. Like, I mean, did he do the job? I was like, I mean, I guess if we're gonna sit here and say it, like, <laughs> sure, he moved the linebacker out of the way. But if you don't, if you don't think he's gonna get absolutely thrashed in film, you've never been in a film room. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't pass that play in, in on the grading scale. There's no way. He's going to get a ton of credit for being in the right place, but he is not going to get credit for making the play. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, yeah, he, he did his job. And Listen, maybe I, – I don't think that guy was going to make the tackle regardless. Probably – he kind of maybe helped Tebow out. I will say that. He did uh, – Tebow got him to go away from the play. That's your first goal, right? You don't necessarily yeah. have to put hands on him, but uh, I, I think that they, also uh, could have been a good fake from the quarterback. I don't know if that had anything to do with Tebow. <laughs> I think that's one of the. Uh, I think that's what we what we call in the coaching community a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. necessarily a negative, but it's definitely a learning opportunity. Hey, but he's out there playing though. Did he? I didn't like. There were no more plays from him. Did he make any other plays? I have no clue. Did he make a Zero. catch? <laughs> I mean, I'm not watching a Jaguars game. Unless You're not watching a Jaguars preseason game. Come on, what would you? Know. What are you even doing with your life? <laughs> Um, are we good with linebacker? Uh, You're, who are you excited? I'm, I'm excited for oh, stats. Well, I'm excited for who, who are you most excited for? Or think maybe biggest impact. You don't have to have a specific reason to be excited for him, but I think, um, <clears throat> Byron Young is probably for me, edge rusher. If I'm going to go middle linebacker, I think Juwan Mitchell is the obvious answer because I think he, you know, definitely, um, gives you something to what you lost with Henry Toto and. Um, Kavaris Crouch, but also it's it's weird. Like, yeah, Jeremy Banks, you know, he's somewhat a veteran, but he's 
kind of nod. He got some opportunities last year, but not a ton. And then Juwan Mitchell's never played in the SEC, so it's com- completely different Whoa, ball game. For he the played year. at Texas. <laughs> not yet. He ain't played in the SEC yet. Um. But yeah, I think that's um. Those two guys are interesting to me. I know Jeremy Banks has lost some weight, um, got a little thinner, a little quicker out there. So Good, I'm interested to see him. I, I think they're going to need a lot from Jeremy Banks. He has to improve a ton for I think this group to. And I'm not saying last year's group was good by any means. Right. But, you know, I, I do think you you need some playmakers, and Henry Toto was a playmaker. Um, yeah. No, for, for sure. Uh, this may come up in stats because I've got one more question. So let's let's get into your predicted stats, and, and then I'll drop this one at the end if it doesn't come up. Sacks. Sacks. Mm, this one's tough, and I think this one, like I may be getting ahead of myself here, but this is the question I have. Tyler Barron is kind of my okay take candidate. I'm not, and not that I don't think that's a you know scorching take. I mean, I don't think it's obviously possible he's probably going to be in the starting role. I just felt like he had put himself in a lot of kind of like Tebow had put himself in a lot of good positions last year and just wasn't able to make plays. I've got him, I've got him pegged to make plays this year. Like I, I do. I think he was a freshman last year. That game is just a completely different speed. Um, sure, he kind of has the size, but. It, even if you have the size, like it still takes time to really build up the strength that matches mm-hmm. it. Um, I think a full season in an SEC weight room, he has Rodney Garner now. I, I really think he kind of makes that next jump. I, I thought he was there at times a lot last year, both in the rush, running game and passing game. So I, I'm looking for him to make that next jump. I, they need the stat, like who touched the like who was the closest to the sack? Because I'm going to go with Tyler Barron was probably up there in, in that number. Um, do you so my question before you answer Sachs, like do you think he takes that next step? I mean, I that's my hope. Um, <laughs> you know, like you said, he's kind of put himself in a good position. I, I think he's done that off the field too, just kind of being that leader. Um, he, he kind of you know, you saw him a lot in those videos when it was, you know, Peru got fired, you know, he was kind of in the front of the line, um, you know, directing traffic and things like that. So I, I think that's that, that, that's a good sign to me as a sophomore kind of taking it on a, a leadership role in this team. And, and, you know, hopefully, you know, it's got to translate on the field right? Um, for really to people to acknowledge it. But, yeah, I think he's set up nicely to have a really good season. But Sacks for me, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Byron Young. Okay. I just think he's different. Um, you know, he's got that athleticism. I think Tyler Barron is interesting to me. And if I'm going tackles for loss, it's probably Tyler Barron. Um, but I think just overall getting to the quarterback at a rapid rate, I think Byron Young might might have the edge on Tyler Barron. Okay. Any other uh, any other statistical questions? Tackles, I got to go Jawan Mitchell. Yeah. Um, you know, he's had over 100 tackles in his, I think, 21 career games at Texas. Um, I, I just he, think he's – He led – did he lead Texas or did he lead the Big 12 last year in, in tackles? I think he led Texas. I don't okay. know if he led the entire Big 12. Gotcha. Um, you'd have to look that up and – but he finds himself in the mix, so I would agree with the Jawan Mitchell. Yeah, and I think they need a sideline to sideline guy like that who, who's going to get a, a ton of tackles. That, you lost that in Henry Toto, so hopefully mm-hmm. you've replaced that in Jawan. Yep. Um, what about picks? You think any of these guys have a pick? It, like have a pick? Oh, how many times has Jeremy Banks had a pick? Like either right over his head, pick opportunity right over his head, or hit him in the hands? Well, right before he got suspended. He had one. 
He had he led the team with two. Oh, that's right. Two in one game, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is right. I feel like he's also kind of <laughs> been around a lot of them too. Um, so maybe he's a an early candidate. I I really don't know. And and I'd be interested to see kind of Juwan Mitchell where he ranks in that. Um, I know he's obviously with the most tackles, probably more effective in the run game. Um, but he's when you have a wealth of experience, you probably have a good, you know, knack for where that ball is gonna end up. So it probably helps you out. Um <laughs> Jerry Banks is probably the only linebacker on the roster though with the interception at Tennessee. Yeah. And I don't think there is a linebacker on the roster that has started at oh, Tennessee. Wonderful. That makes me encouraged. Yeah. I mean it's it's a question mark. And you know, if this defensive staff finds something with this defense, I, I think they deserve a ton of credit. I think Rodney Garner's group has already looked like they've taken that that turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also had pretty much all of spring to do that as well. And they, they got rid of some, you know, locker room issues and stuff like that. You hope. And, uh, yeah, you hope for sure. Does Tennessee um, lose a linebacker coach mid game? That was a defensive line coach. I'm sorry. Does Tennessee lose a coach mid game this year? I hope not. Uh, did we ever find out it was the middle of the game or end of the game? How did that? I'm pretty sure it was a halftime. <laughs> what do you like? Where do you get? Did he have to call an Uber to pick him up from the stadium? Yeah, that's, that's my thought. Like, where do you go? what is that conversation like with the person that has to pick you up? Like if it's not an Uber, you're like, Hey, I need you to come get me. Cause you don't have a car at the stadium. Right. Do you think he just walked back to the facility? He probably did. <laughs> just like start cleaning out his office. Right. I wish we had like, see if we were tailgating at G10, we could have potentially like, like saw him. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey coach, the game's that way. <laughs> Oh, that's what if he just went and started tailgating? That would have been the most rest- like if he came out and he like if he ever gets an interview and it's like, so what happened that night? He's like, Well, on my way back, I ran into some good folks just watching the game and drinking and having a good time, and I joined in. I had nowhere else to be. I would I would be like, That's my kind of guy. I would be like, rehire him. Coach is coach. Yeah. yeah, bring bring him back. That's a VFL. That's a guy who really cares. He's just playing the game. It's a child's game. Men just get lucky to be a part of it. I'll say this. I don't think the defensive line got any better when Jeremy Pruitt took over. No, and you can't expect – like, I mean, is was there no one you could at least bring into the role, like, from off-field coach? And I don't yeah, know how those rules are because, like, you just know you're – one of two things is going to lose attention. Either the entire team that you're responsible for is going to lose a portion of your attention or the defensive line that you're responsible for is going to lose a lot of your attention. So, like, something was going to fail. Right. Maybe yeah, both was did. Weird. I mean, you, you couldn't have Brian Niedemeyer coach him because, I mean, he was – He was busy. He was about as awful as they came <laughs> as a position coach. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a great run. Um, anything else for linebackers? No. I mean, we'll see. I mean, that, that's about, like, all you can say, really. I think you have some talent. You have some athleticism. Um, you know, these guys just got to go out and make plays. Yep, definitely. Speaking of making plays, let's talk about some of the big players in camp um, over this last two weeks now that they've been in it. A um, couple scrimmages under their belt. They'll have another one on Tuesday, I believe. Um, yeah, right before uh, classes start on Wednesday. There you go. It's a good way to get brought into it. Um, who are some of the names we've, we've heard coming out of here? Who are the guys that you are maybe shocked by or maybe not shocked by? I think you've seen a lot from Tyon Evans, and I'm not necessarily shocked about it. 
Um, cause I, I think he was going to have a big role in this team, but you didn't hear a lot of him in spring. And, uh, you know, I know he's, he dealt with an injury. Um, so getting him back to, to full health and, and getting him to where he's, you know, really turning some heads, I think it's huge. I think it's going to be huge for this offense to have a guy that can run like he does mm. and also carry that weight behind him as well. You know, really runs um, with his pads, um, falls forward. That's something new. Tennessee hasn't had a lot of lately. Um, and has like the his thighs are bigger than my whole body. It's insane. Yeah, he's got the big thighs. Um, and maybe effective in the passing game too. I know yeah, he's kind of pegged because of speed with Jalen Wright, but he may be the uh, he may be the go to. Yeah, you've seen him catch a couple of touchdowns in practice and stuff like that. So, yeah, probably got decent hands if they're willing to throw you out on a a wheel route of some sort, a, a deep route. Um, yeah. you, you got to have some pretty good hands. Yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe that too. Maybe that alludes to the fact of uh, maybe see some two running back sets. Tennessee hadn't done a lot of that, even when they had two of the best running backs in the SEC on the same roster. Yikes. Jalen Hurd is not a wide receiver. I'm sorry. I needed to yell that. There you go. The video, um, I think it was Channel TN, tweeted out a highlight of his and put all his stats. And there were people responding like he's playing the wrong position. Did you read his stats? And he was playing the wrong position. And Did obviously, you see and, this man in high school. And he seems incredibly successful at his new position at the next level. So, I don't know. Like, who who watched Jalen Hurd run the football and go, that got to be really good out wide? There's <laughs> also another former Tennessee Vol in the 49ers that might be taking his spot. Yeah. Love to see it. We'll get into that, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, anybody else that you've heard? Of I, this isn't necessarily like alluding to um, just like, like it's I don't, I don't know about showing out. It does the the talk around camp, and that doesn't really mean a whole lot because media is pretty limited. But it, it I got to think right now, Joe Millen's your starter, and so that probably means he's playing the best of them, um, getting the most reps, or at least you know it, it seems like Joe Milton may have a whether it be a slight lead. It looks like he may be leading that group, and um, which I mean I think. To be determined, I know he didn't have a great time at Michigan. My hope for that is maybe it was just he needed a – sometimes a situation <laughs> – maybe it was hardball. <laughs> sometimes it's just a situation you're in and things can improve. I, I really thought with the Tennessee – I'm not going to call it a Tennessee curse, but I really thought maybe um, one guy that left this year, like I was like a little worried for maybe the mental state of Tennessee fans if he did well. Doesn't look like he's going to do well, so that's good. Um, for mental state, not for him. I wish him the best. But um, – that's kind of my hope with Joe Milton, but it does. I got to think with the talk that's come out, it seems like he's got the lead. I mean, physically, the guy's a freak. Yeah. Um, just, just look at him. He, he looks like a, you know, pro, what was he? He was, I think he was a four star out of uh, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the guy looks like he's one of those guys in, in high school where we saw Elijah Young. At South Duel, and you're like, that's a D1 athlete. Yeah. yeah. You'll get him. That is, that's probably an NFL. Yeah. He's a athlete freak of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I would, I would say the, um, it, it seems like there's been a lot, a lot that have been impressed. Again, it's so just closed, you know, there's only so much the media gets to see, but it looks like at wide receiver, like Jalen Hyatt and uh, Valus Jones Jr. Are, um, are doing their jobs and they're, you know, kind of, 
the things they're seeing from them are the things you would expect to see from those two guys. That should be your your leaders in the wide receiver group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you you know keeping up keeping on with those receivers. I've heard a lot about Cedric Tillman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, doing really good and you know 50 50 balls just going and get competitive catches um and i think that's something that not to say Velas jones and jalen Hyde couldn't do that but i don't know if that is their specialty whereas i, I, I was about to say that's that's not going to be where they really thrive where cedric right. tillman could right yeah and i know this podcast has always been high on cedric tillman and in fact just uh last episode two episodes ago i don't know who said it if you're in here drop your name i'll give you credit um they said look out for cedric tillman they they think he's uh this is maybe a I don't know they said breakout year but they said they said to look for him and, and I think I think too guys like Cedric Tillman if this offense is able to use the speed that Hyatt and Valus provide it just gives those guys that really can get into space and just got to beat one guy it gives them a much easier job to do mm-hmm. and um so I think it, it could be a situation where a guy like Cedric Tillman thrives yeah, he's just something different that, you know, I, I don't know if they have a ton of guys like that if they can just go up and get the football yeah, like he But it, it goes back into like kind of like the slant. you got to make the team respected. If they don't respect the deep ball, well, then, you know, they're not having to put safeties over top to, to cover it if your quarterback can't throw it or, you know. Yeah, if nobody's open, like you, you, need, you, you need to just throw it up for a 50-50 ball. You know, you need a guy like that mm-hmm. on, on, your, on your roster. So if, is he going to be a starter? I don't know. Um, but I, I think in this offense, you're going to see a lot of guys get a lot of reps, and uh, I, I think he's going to be one of them. Yeah, I think sure. you think you hear his name. Um, I feel like you you've mentioned you mentioned Deshaun Rucker earlier in the show. I feel like you've heard a lot about him and um, mainly his speed. But I'd say the defensive side of the ball, it seems like that's a guy that again, probably not a starter at least day one. Um, but you may see him on the field playing. Yeah, and Christian Charles is another uh, guy in that secondary we've heard quite a bit about, and. You know, just his his makeup, how he handles himself. Like, I, we talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago where we were talking about the freshmen just get in front of the media, and they mm-hmm. seem to handle themselves really well. I thought Christian Charles, I mean, that kid sounds damn intelligent. <laughs> like, there's some, like, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But, I mean, he's using the freaking big words. You know, I thought I was <laughs> going to those ACT words? Yeah, the that's – Thesaurus out here to look up what he was actually saying. You should you should have uh, you should have listened in Schaefer's class, Landon. We had a we we had we had to learn an ACT word every day or week. I don't remember what it was. Ugh. Yeah, I still don't know any of them. By the way, yeah, my my vocab is just fine the way it is. <laughs> I don't need those big words. Um, Warren Braille, I've heard quite a bit him and some of these guys. I'm going to mention it just kind of changed their body a little bit. And uh, he's one that, that needed to put on some weight. You know, we talked about this when we talked about the corners last episode. Uh, put on some weight, um, some good weight. And, uh, you know, I think he has probably set himself up to be a potential starter for Tennessee. Whereas, you know, he was kind of the talk of last camp. Um, and you probably haven't heard of a bunch because you're going to hear a lot of, you know, stuff that comes out is going to be a lot of newcomers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I think he's a guy that you can really keep your eye on. Um, and hopefully he's able to make plays for this defense. And Darnell Wright, changing his body, going to a new position. Not, I guess, kind of a new position. The opposite side of the line, so from the right to the left-hand side. And uh, – or is that right? Yeah, left-hand side. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, something he hasn't done, even in high school, he, he played that right side. And uh, so it was completely new position, but he changed his body because, I mean, that guy was like, what, 330? I mean, this offense, when you're going that fast. <laughs> it, it makes it, yeah. It makes you can't it have a guy that's 330. Right. Um, so he's changed his body and really um, bought in, it seems like. And, you know, they really like what they see out of Darnell Wright. And then Byron Young, you know, we talked about him and mm-hmm. the linebackers. He just seems like a freak of nature as well. Right. Right. Um, all right. Any other, uh, that, any that other B-Y, guys? BY, like, branded in his arm is very I'd, intimidating. Have you I seen didn't that? see that. No, I haven't seen that. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. It looks like seems it like a bold seems like a bold <laughs> move to brand anything on you. Um, yeah, I'm, it looks like it hurt. I've seen Yellowstone. Not a not a fan. <laughs> we should do that. We should do that. We brand should get a more them? important issues brand and, and brand us, and then anybody who joins, anybody who's a part. Yeah. So, so Dylan Taylor, I guess you got to yeah. get one too. <laughs> Dylan Taylor's got to get one. Um, we didn't. We also, I don't know if we told you guys. I think Dylan Christopher Taylor, Nichols has to too. As, as yeah, we, and, and yeah. it's cold world. As long as as many times they've been on the show, you guys yeah. are you guys need Brandon. Uh, Brandon, I know. Uh, I don't know. So Dylan, our producer, um, if you guys have been wondering where he's at, he uh, is now an intern at at Outkick. Am I getting that right? Yep. Um, I think it's a specific part of Outkick, right? Like Outkick three three sixty. Yeah. Um. So. Congratulations to him. We'll obviously miss him, but great for him to um, get that awesome internship with a uh, national brand. Yeah, and he might be back every now and then. Um, Got to figure out what his schedule looks like when he goes back to school. But, uh, yeah, hope to have him back. But, yeah, tackling new things, It's we're seeing him grow before our eyes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's sad. He was ready to fly, so we, we kicked him out of the nest. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um all right let's uh let's talk about some uh some well oh walter nolan walter nolan football's back first off i know i keep talking like it's still ways away football is back there with the lights were on in Neyland. there was action there friday night you got to see some high school football which actually does kick off this week real games starting thursday night i'm not sure oh it's south Doyle. i was supposed to say i'm not sure who the right bridge yeah it's uh sono baby um so sono sort of will be in your living room on Thursday night. You should appreciate it. Um, it's the, it's God's country, baby. Um, I know. <laughs> um, Southville versus Oak Ridge. I know there's a couple other Thursday night games. I think, uh, I think our, our main man, John Claybo is on the call for a Thursday night game with, for Gatlinburg. I saw him uh, post that on Facebook. So if you're, you a, if you're a GP Highlander fan, make sure you tune in for that. But high school football is back and they, they started it off in Neyland. I know there's a, also a five-star preps um, jamboree as well on Thursday night at Carson Newman. So we're, we are in the mix of it. Walter Nolan was there Friday night, got to play in Neyland. You know, I think that's a – Neyland is – I'm going to try to not get, like, too sappy because it makes me – I feel like I, it sounds unauthentic, but it, this is, like, truly how I feel about Neyland. Neyland is one of the most special venues in all of sports. It's beautiful. If you go in there empty, it's a overwhelming experience. So if you go in there with any fans, if you get to go in there and throw football on the field, whether it's in a, in a you tossing with your buddy or you're actually playing in a game, it is it is a different experience. So we talked about how cool it is for like the athletes in this area that grow up Tennessee fans to get that experience. Sure, it's only in front of like 
you know, 2000 people, whatever, but it's such a, such a cool experience. Well, you can't miss what that also is in recruiting. And in that sense, like it's not even recruiting anything that the current staff's doing or anything like, like it's just, those guys get to go in and experience the smallest taste of what a Saturday could be. And that is, that's incredible. And I know like people, people are probably like, you're overselling it or, you know, you're biased. I mean, I've talked to people that couldn't give a crap about Tennessee. I ran into a guy at a store at a sprint store in Arizona last year, and he's from Arizona. And he's like, I just, I love college football, I love football. So me and a buddy were like, Hey, let's go to a Tennessee game. I think it was Tennessee, Florida in 16. And he was like, that was to this day. They've been to several college NFL football stadiums. He's like, to that day, to this day, we both agreed that is the coolest football experience we've ever had. So, and I know that's Tennessee, Florida, so it's not the same as a high school jamboree. But I mean, Walter Nolan was like, this this made me think about my decision a lot more in terms of like where I see myself. And that means like so that means something to those 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 guys in the field. Yeah, first of all, for me, it was just good to be back. Yeah. There. I mean, because like we haven't been there since Vanderbilt in 2019. Yeah. I mean, almost two years since since I've been in that stadium. I got kicked out. I didn't get – it was the storm game, and they wouldn't let me sit in the stands. Mm. They're like, you need to go up to the – the what's it called? Concourse area. And I was like, is it any safer? We don't know. (laughs) So why do I have to move? (laughs) We don't know. I feel like that's a great response because it's not like they lied to you. (laughs) We have No, which I told her, I was like, hey, I know you're doing your job, but like – are they going to like harp on you all for not for me sitting here? Like, really, are they going to harp on you? Cause I respect you for doing your job, but at the same time, it's like, I see 300 more people doing the same thing I'm doing. <laughs> are you all going to go tell them? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it was just good to be back. But yeah. As far as Walter Nolan, I mean, again, going back to, Hey, that kid looks like a college athlete. And a damn good college athlete. Um, And, and, you know, I know, like, the first thing I saw, he was, like, one of the last guys to walk out. And there was people that were in front of me, where they're like, which guy is is the pal um, transfer that that just got here? I was like, he's the guy that looks like freaking Thanos on the field. (laughs) The largest human being in a 10-mile radius. (laughs) That's him. Um, And, like, there was people following him around with cameras, pictures. I mean – if that doesn't sell, especially with this NIL stuff, yeah. I mean, that dude, he'll probably be the highest, besides Grant Furking, um, will be the highest paid player on that team next year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because the, the local kids are getting a lot of it. Like, Cade Mays is probably the the most – well, you know, and I don't, yeah, off his likeness. I, I don't know how much money they're truly making, but they definitely seem to be like involved in a lot of things. I mean, they came up on my Instagram sponsored page yesterday or the yeah, other day. Crystal and yeah, you know, they have that shirt made, which I thought uh, Crystal didn't exist anymore. What's going on? I don't know, I don't know either. There's one in uh, New Orleans, there's one on Bourbon Street, and it oh. has a uh, a daiquiri sure, machine. In it. I'm sure that crystal smells really good inside. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but yeah, Walter Nolan, dude's a freak. I don't think he played the first play, but he went in the second play, and he was just in the backfield constantly. I mean, there's nobody in East Tennessee, and I'm not trying to, you know, down 
play any kid in East Tennessee, but this kid's just different. Like, yeah. If you are able to stop him, you should be very, very proud of yourself. And like, he's a he's a big kid, but he's quick too. Um, yeah. And you know, they're Bearden. Bearden's a six A team. Like, they're not like it's not like they're playing Grace or like a small like Kings Academy or something like that. They're playing a six A team, and they're trying to double team him. And he you have something literally. against private Christian schools. You just threw out two private Christian schools, and I need to address this with you. I was no, 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 no. Uh, okay, Wartburg. I don't know. I was just, I was just trying to think of two really small schools that were also there. Now it sounds like you're defending yourself. I don't know how to feel about this. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I do have something against them. What, what are they going to do? <laughs> uh, I went to public school, so I'm biased. So there you go. <laughs> um, but like he was just, they were trying to double team, and he was just pushing them right back into the. Running back, it wasn't fair. Yeah, he's he's very very talented, and I alluded to it. I don't know if I said it, but in you know, I think it was um, Mark Packard just straight up asked him about the top three, and yeah, um, and uh, he said Tennessee, A and M, and Florida. So Tennessee's in it. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it, I mean it's probably a recruitment that's going to be probably wild and nuts um, and long. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's got to win some football games before, yeah. you know, if they go and the, they win three games, Walter Nolan isn't coming here, let's be honest. Right. Um, right. But I think he does like Rodney Garner. Um, you know, I, I'm sure Rodney Garner's track record of putting guys in the NFL really has his attention. Um, I'm sure the NIL stuff really has his attention. But he also, like, kids want to win football games. So, Tennessee that's, has proved they can be competitive and win some football games. Yeah, that's the bottom line with pretty much this entire class in, in terms of who you get is can you win? Yep. And so, to have him in Knoxville, I think it's I think it's huge. It definitely doesn't hurt. Um, but I think there's going to be more to it than just he is in Knoxville and actually played at Neyland Stadium. But right. um, any anything to sway Tennessee's way, I, I think it – it definitely helps. Yeah, uh, I would 100% agree with that. And um, also, yeah, no, Powell's and I, song is Rocky Top. So <laughs> there you go. There's there, there's my. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to. That's my. Uh, I'm putting in your court, pal. Staff. Yeah, they need to. They've got a job to do now. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> what were we talking? Bojangles, Bojangles, Bojangles needs to be your uh, breakfast of choice this year, pal. Yeah. Um, the as far as the um, going back to Neyland, you did get to be in, you did get to be in Neyland. You sat on the forty yard line. I noticed mm-hmm. those are uh, not cheap tickets, even on a Friday night when it's uh, twelve high schools playing. So credit <laughs> to Landon. Um, got a must have got a big bonus at work something this week and. Just decided to splurge and take the family out for a nice Friday night. That's uh, I know a guy, <laughs> big time of him. Excited! <laughs> um, I'm excited to be back in Neyland. The first time I will be there is September 11th for the Pit game, noon kickoff. I'm uh, counting down the days for myself to be back there. Um, very, very excited though for Bowling Green and everybody. So that that I I I again was talking to somebody and I think I figured out that my first memory. You know, I told you that walking through, like, I have a vivid memory of it, but I don't know what game. I think it was South Carolina in 2003. 
was the first mm-hmm. game I remember. I needed to check. If it was a night game, it's, it was 100% that game. Um, so I need to check the time of that, but I don't remember. But walking through and seeing the, the checkered end zones, we walked out of um, – we walked into gate 11, and we walked out of the concourse at section O. That's my first vivid memory of Neyland. Yeah, so need to find out what game that was. I, I had to take it in Friday. I, I kind of I wish they paint. I wish they paint the end zones for that. That'd be so cool. Yeah, I, I did a little three sixty. Kind of took it all in. I looked up at my seats at ZZ eleven. That would have been a pro move if you could have gotten up there and just been like these are like that's an all time like dad move. Be like I'm watching the games from everywhere. I watch the game. I got this is where I watch the game from. It's where I'm watching the game. That's so I did that. At a um, orange and white game, I usually I, yeah I do that at orange at the orange and white game. I try to go to section L usually. Yeah, I didn't do it this time. I I don't know why I should have. Um, I don't know if I, I was going to get my family up there. Um, <laughs> it was funny. I don't, I don't think they let you. I think you would have had to really know someone to get get up. Yeah, there. <laughs> squeak my way up there. Maybe do some climbing. Yeah. Um, but it's funny we're we're watching. Walter Nolan and, and Powell after the South Dole game. And my uncle, who has Down syndrome, um, he was like, 99, big boy. And I was like, yeah. It was before, like, anybody really even talked to him. He's like, he's good. Like, that should tell you, like, this guy does not really care about the game at all. Um, right. But when he sees a big boy, he calls him out. <laughs> and he's like, 99, big boy. He's good. I was like, "Yes, he is, Stephen. Yes, he is." Love it. That's a that's a classic Stephen response too. So that's yeah, it is. that's good. It All is. right, let's uh, let's talk some balls in the NFL. Do you have the the stats written written out there? I, I have yeah. some of them. Um, okay. I didn't do like every single tackle. I, I just did some kind of highlights of guys. So you had Josh Dobbs. He went uh, five for six for the Steelers, thirty yards, one interception. Um, Marquez Callaway had three catches for 61 yards for the Saints. Um, Bryce Thompson had a big pick yeah. and, a, and a tackle in the game. Um, that's really cool. I wasn't aware that he moved to safety, um, but I think they lost the safety. I think he retired. Um, so that he, you know, they just switched him over and uh, it seems to be going well for him. And then uh, Trey Smith started at right guard for the Chiefs. Juwan Jennings had a catch for 26 yards and then two rushes for 23 yards. Um, I think two of those are screen passes, but they counted as rushes because they were behind the line of scrimmage. Um, So he wasn't in the backfield, but that would have been pretty cool. Um, See him run that wildcat again. Right. Um, Darrell Taylor had three tackles, and then Josh Palmer had six catches for 36 yards. (laughs) That's a – I love it that because the Chargers were not happy with the Palmer pick, right? Yeah, they thought it was a little high. Um, and I, I mean, looking back on it, you're like, yeah, you're wrong. But even I thought that was a little high from where you saw his mock draft and everything. But he was he was also hurt by bad quarterback play throughout his entire career, as was Marquez Callaway and Jawan Jennings. So. That, that's true. I mean, it definitely did not did not help him at all. See, I was I was kind of shocked about it because I thought like I mean, Callaway went undrafted, 
Um, so the fact that Josh Palmer was drafted in the third round, I thought was insane, but, uh, you know, he's making the most of it. Right. Right. Love to see it. Love to see the, you know, when the, the third round, you know, they probably didn't get a great grade for that pick, but, uh, it seems to be paying off for them. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, obviously Tom will tell as far as getting past preseason, but. I don't think as of right now they're they're too upset. I don't think they're looking yep. too far forward. So. I like to see him still in that number five. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I... Sorry, I'm in the middle. All right. Um, any other balls in the NFL? I know you kind of mentioned Juwan Jennings, that whole situation. Any uh, any updates there? Um, so I, I did see where somebody that covers the Chiefs were saying that Juwan Jennings is exactly what the 49ers wanted with Jalen Hurd. Mm-hmm. And he just apparently it it said that I don't know if he's I don't know the Chiefs or the 49ers news or anything like that, but yeah, it said that if he doesn't show up in the next two days, he's gone. I don't know if that shows up like as in produce on the field or shows up as in he's not showing up to the 49ers. Yeah, surely that would mean – I don't know. That's an interesting one. Hadn't heard that. Yeah. So we'll see. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think they're they're super happy with their seventh-round pick in Juwan Jennings. Yeah, I would say. I would say so. Um, looks that looks like another one that can be paying off well for them. So. Get some questions. You want to get to those? Yeah, let's let's jump into some questions. So Jason at Volfan seven three one said, "We when can we expect a decision on the quarterbacks?" Oh, um, probably Wednesday, uh, September first. <laughs> it is interesting because um, Kentucky named their starting quarterback today. Did you see? Did that? they? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, Will Levis. The Penn State transfer. Gotcha. Hmm. Um, so Joey Gatewood has also entered the transfer portal. He entered the transfer portal for for real. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. So uh, there's that. Um, as far as a decision, I mean, I don't know when Heupel really does that. I, I don't know right. what his track record is at, at UCF when he actually releases that. But it seems like they're, you know, every week they're probably narrowing it down. So, uh, you know, I, I think you'll have a pretty distinct pecking order after this week. Probably after this scrimmage, you'll find out who is with first team. Because that offense apparently struggled. And probably a lot of that had to do with guys just rotating um, and not really having a rhythm. And I think the defense did a good job, too. I'm not, you know, downplaying what they did. But, uh, right. You know, if you have that set, I think that, you know, helps your offense out a lot with rhythm and everything. Right. So I think you'll probably see a pecking order this week. Now, that could change. Um, but I, I think you want to start getting whoever you, you think is going to be your starter, you know, more with that first team O-line, the first team receivers, running backs, things like that. Yeah, I, I would think here. I mean, they do have another – they're. Second scrimmage on Tuesday, so. Yes, yep. More, more, more stuff probably will start getting ironed out now. Yep. First um, scrimmage is a feeler. Yeah. See where you're at. 
can fix things. Well, and you and, probably were getting a, a lot of guys a lot of reps too. And and you really don't see um, teams scrimmage like this close together. But uh, you know, with, with us, you know, moving our game up, and I think with us practicing in the morning, I, I think you want to get that scrimmage probably before classes started. Yeah. Um, you know, so guys can get back in the swing of things, you know, maybe it gives them a day off to get acclimated, you know, who knows what happens with that. But yeah. I think it's, it's good to kind of, you get that out of the way and then, you know, you, you get right back into classes and things like that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, it's cold world. Seven said, which player are you most excited to see for the offensive and defensive side of the ball and why? He also most, got more, but we'll answer that first. Okay, most excited. I, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. This is very reliant. You know what? I'll stay away from the because that's that position's reliant on the quarterback. I am very excited for Tyon Evans. Yeah, I think I can go with those running backs as a whole. I think Jabari yeah. Small and Tyon Evans, kind of that one-two punch, mm-hmm. um, is something I'm I'm excited for. I'm just excited to see the speed. Yeah, um, there should be a lot of it. So, I mean, those guys, you know, a guy that I'm interested in seeing, and I hope he takes the the next step, and that's Jalen Hyatt. Um, You know, we haven't heard a ton about him. I I don't know if that, like, has to do with him, you know, learning this offense. We haven't heard it. We just haven't heard a ton from him. Um, I don't know if that's just, like, he's doing his thing and, like, it's cool and you're just hearing a lot about the newcomers. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Jalen Hyatt back on that that field in a Tennessee uniform. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and yeah, for me, I mean, I'm ready to just see Tyon run the ball. I think he's going to run it really hard and looks to be good out of the backfield. So yeah. Dynamic. What about defense? Defense. Um, I almost want to default because it's easy after saying I'm most excited for Juwan Mitchell. I don't know if that's as far as linebacker that is, but as you know, defensively, um, I think I'm – golly. I... It's tough. It is. I almost want to say – but I, just, I mean, I don't really know. But, I mean, I almost want to say Brandon Turnage just because I think – you that's a big transfer pickup. It yeah. is. And I, I just don't know how much he finds the field. I don't know how truly effective he is. But um, speaking of speed, he's got a lot of it. Um so I almost want to say him, but it, it, it may still be Juwan Mitchell. It may still be. Yeah, I'm – like, I feel like I have two. I feel like one I'm excited to see and one, like, I'm most interested in seeing how it plays out. Right. Um, yeah, I want to say Elante Taylor, but, like, it just the inconsistency throughout his career. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to in seeing Elante back on that field. Um I think Trayvon Flowers for me, a guy that has dealt with some injuries in his career, was healthy last year, but but also coming off of an injury. Um, I, I want to see him after a whole season, a new staff under Willie Martinez. Um, I think he can really take the next step and be a really good safety for Tennessee. Yeah, I would agreed. Get some um, turnovers. Get some picks. I want to see picks. Uh, please, please get turnovers, please. Um, he also says, what game do you see us having the best chance of pulling an upset this season? Upset Ole Miss. Okay. I'll we probably won't... say Kentucky. 
Nah, that's fair. That's probably a game we won't be favored in. That's fair. But yeah, probably, I, 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 think th- right. I think that's – but if you're talking like a bigger upset, I feel like Ole Miss is probably a better team than Kentucky, so that would yeah, probably be a bigger I, I upset. Yeah, I wasn't going to consider – I wasn't going to consider Kentucky an upset. I just didn't. They probably will be favored in that game, though, so you're probably right. But if you're talking like true upset where it's like team probably a better team, yeah, I, then I would stick with Ole Miss. Okay. I um, mean, his last question, what game do you think we could be in trouble of being upset to? Upset. Um, well, the only games you're going to be favored in, probably South Carolina. Yeah. I think the other ones, it's it, Bowling Green Tech. Um, South, uh, Alabama. South Alabama and Vanderbilt, and if you lose to those teams, oh god, I, I just don't see it being possible. Yeah, I think South Carolina. Also, don't know like is Pitt going to be favored? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's I, a, think Pitt, I think Pitt will be favored. I don't think, think so. Out. Yeah, they're okay. they're expected to have a pretty good season. Okay, and they return quite a bit. So, and yeah, I'll probably say South Carolina too. Um, don't really know what you get from them. They got a new, kind of like Tennessee, right. new staff, new coach. Um, a lot of new players, um, a lot of players left. So, yeah, two completely different teams that, yeah, you should probably be favored in after what they did last season. But uh, yeah. it's probably going to be a close game. Yeah. Yep. But right. they did. Um, I saw where Luke Doty is already questionable for game one. Interesting. I thought it was going to be a lot yeah. worse than it was. But, yeah, he's – already questionable for game one, so. Hmm. Well, when do we play South Carolina this year? It's like, it's October, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's October. Middle of October for Alabama. Yeah, I think it's, is it after Ole Miss? I've got it right here. Uh, no, it is before it Ole Miss. It is. What do I do with it? Well, I had to schedule somewhere. I don't know. I thought it was it was one of the weekends like where, I think it's right. I think it's either years. right before Ole Miss or right after. Yeah. Right after Ole Miss, um, it is. This is great, guys. I'm sorry. Right before Ole Miss, week before. Okay, October 9th. Missouri cool. might might be a game that you're you know you're not going to be favored in that you have a good chance of upsetting. That's a good point. Yeah, that's another so. one. Kind of a swing game. Yep. Um, I thought we also had one more. It was <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've sent in my tape. I'm just waiting on some responses. Um I did it barefoot too, just to prove, you know, grit. Wait, is this a thing? What? Like the walk-on tryout. Yeah, they're having walk. Like, yeah, they're walk-on tryouts. They announced them. Oh, okay. So you are doing it. Yeah, no, but yeah, I should. <laughs> I should do a video. I'll do it. I'll do it barefoot. I need to find somewhere with a field goal near my house. I don't even know if I have a football here. I'm so sure. At Vol Moody said, uh, "Listening in for Moody, Alabama, enemy territory." She said, uh, they said, love the show. What is a reasonable amount of time to give Hypel? That's, I mean, that's that uh, thing. It's kind of a to be determined date. I mean, I'm not, it's like kind of this weird thing. It's like you almost, you almost always want to say like three years, but it's, it's just so, 
I mean, it's almost – it's just so fluid. I don't know if there's a good number to put on it. I mean, no one should be turning on him this early, no matter what we think, like even at the end of the season probably. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just in I the boat of – if you can't find a quarterback out of the three guys that you have right now, I it's going to raise that, some big questions. Yeah, that's a that's a big red flag for me. Yeah. Um. And when you start seeing red flags pile up in year one, it's you know, it usually doesn't work out. Right. Right. Um. So I mean, yeah. Obviously, I don't think you tear the house down after year one. Um. But I, I think you need you do need to see strides in your one for anybody to have some expectation that he's going to be here for a couple of years. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That's all, all right. the questions we had. That's it. Okay. If you got any more, drop them in the chat. We're going to get to our segments, and then uh, we'll get to those as we get to them. Most important of the week. Let's see what I got here. So it looks like Brian Mauer's staying. It does look like he's staying. We'll see. To be determined. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could change. Mm, it could change. Uh, most important. I have the... Um, the I mentioned. Statues. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Uh, a tribute to uh, – this is what Tennessee football tweeted out. A tribute to the men who paved the way coming soon to Neyland Stadium. Four statues honoring our trailblazers in racial equity. No, that, uh, that's definitely really cool. I mean, anytime you can get a lot of people involved, and then I think, you know, the – Issues the university and the NCAA and then the country, like all of them, you know, that are facing and those guys. I mean, first off, they're just flat out great football players. So any chance the program can get to honor them, but then the the milestones that they also had to overcome, um, way to incorporate that is obviously a big deal as well. Yes, he had Lester McLean, Jackie Walker, Condridge Holloway, and T Martin. Um, I forget exactly. Like I know one, it was Lester McLean or Jackie Walker was the first. Um, black player at Tennessee and then one was the first black um these, these dates may be wrong I believe it was um I believe Lester was the well the one of, I can just pull it up but uh, I believe Lester was the Lester McLean was the first black football player in the SEC I believe okay um I thought surely they'd have something on their homepage about it um, let's see here. And then Connor Tolloway was the first black quarterback in the SEC. And T. Martin was the first black quarterback to lead his team to a national championship. So uh, there must have been another one before that because it said he's the first black SEC quarterback to win a national championship. Okay. So, yeah, so there must have been. Okay, so his first SEC. Yeah. So, Lester McLean was the first African-American to play at the University of Tennessee. Um, I've got the whole thing pulled up. Give me just a second here. Um, and I'll, I'll be able to tell you. Jackie Walker was... Uh, 
so he was the first black player in program history um, and the first black SEC player to score a touchdown. Jackie Walker was the um, first black captain, first black All-American. All-American. Okay. For SEC's first. He was the SEC's first black All-American. Um, he passed away in 2002, so his family gave a statement on his behalf. Um, then Connor Tallaway, we had that one right. Um, as far as being the first starting, first black player to start at quarterback on an SEC team. Okay. He was also the first black captain is what this okay. says of a South – of a SEC school. Yeah. All right. Um, any oh, any more most important? Did I get to my – I mentioned the walk-on one. I don't know what I said about it, though. Um, but the walk-on – Jackie Walker went to Fulton. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, nice. Did I? Very cool. Uh, I don't know if I have any more most important beyond that. Let's see. I do have a fail. Did I mention I mentioned the Savannah Bananas doing the walk up? We'll go mention that the golf walk up. Did I mention that one? Uh-uh. I'm a huge Savannah Banana fan. First off, the Savannah oh Bananas. I did see this. And they yeah. did the golf. The guy came to that bat with the golf clubs. They had some great walk ups. Did you see the most recent one? What was that? So he called. He was like mic'd up and called his own play as it was getting hit to him. So oh, like oh, he's he like was, he's like and he catches field. it and he okay. throws it and gotcha. he's like, yeah gotcha. love it dude credit to them they're awesome the Savannah bananas are awesome um my next most important this is a vague one new t-shirts coming soon mm. keep an eye out you mm. might like them I don't know we'll see we'll see if you don't like them you're not a real Tennessee football fan or a football fan in general so true. All right. Um, fail. Fail. I have Justin Fields. Oh. Um, this, this is what he said after the game. He said, it was actually kind of slow to me, to be honest, on the speed of the NFL. Interesting. It's the preseason. Do you really want – that's just like like every – if he has one bad game, everybody's going to bring him. Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely – that he didn't set himself up for yeah. great future press conferences. <laughs> Don't throw picks. That's my only advice. <laughs> True. Um, I've got the MLB. They did a great job putting on the uh, the Field of Dreams game. Um, it was it was great. A lot of people were bashing them walking out of the corn like it was cheesy. The players seemed to really enjoy themselves, and it was a cool moment on television. So really cool. But the MLB still had the game blacked out in certain areas, so not everyone was able to watch a game like that. Why is it blacked out anywhere? So stupid. First off, like games being blacked out on television is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Like, even if you give me what may, like you, the the reasoning is probably dumb. So I don't even want to know what the reasoning is. Actually, I do want to know what it is, but I, I, I'm still gonna think it's dumb. Yeah, not a great look, MLB. Um, my next one is the, going back to the Bears. The Bears just finding it. Um, they have a turnover bucket on the sideline. Oh yeah, that's 
very similar to the trash can. Yeah, which I mean, I always said it was just a dumb thing to do, but I I, I get it. But it's dumb. Don't do it. Go to what? What turnover chains are great. Why do we not just go with those? Yeah. Or just get turnovers. Be cool yeah. too. Yeah. Um, do you have any more? Uh, no. I, that that's it for me. That's I have one I more. So, um, in the Indianapolis Carolina Panthers game, there was um, the Colts ran for a first down, and the offensive line kind of pushed the pile. Um, got a couple more yards. Well, the running back gets up and like just kind of flexes a little bit. 15-yard penalty for taunting. Yeah, that's I mean, such a dumb – It benefited the Carolina Panthers, but that is the dumbest. It's such a I've dumb point of emphasis, man. It's so dumb. Make sports fun again. Yeah. That's yep. all I got. That's, uh, that's it for me, too. Um, that's uh, it's all my most important. So, all right. Let's uh, – guys, we appreciate you all listening. We'll be back on Thursday. Like I said, shirts may be coming soon. They will be coming soon. I don't know when. Um, and brands, right? Yeah, we'll get our brands together. Dylan was in here for a minute. I don't know if you heard that tidbit. That you're going to have to get branded, but congratulations. <laughs> um, again, we appreciate it. Look out for the show if you uh, want to finish up the podcast maybe tomorrow. I'll have, I actually have it out tonight, but you can list it on your way to work tomorrow. We'll be back Thursday. At that point, just 14, 14 days away from kickoff. Um, you can count it down. It's 17 days now as we wind down. Everybody have a good Monday, good week. We'll be back. Thanks again for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.